1: And welcome to another edition of Carnivore Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Sherman, along with Dr. Eric Lopkin. We may have a uh, guest, Chris Calandra, but uh, we'll see how that happens. But uh, Eric, a very eventful week, correct?
0: Oh, it really has been. There's so I much mean, going amazing. on. We've, I mean, got, we've got Trump talking about China. We've got the situation in Minneapolis. We've got political analyses from corners we never expected coming out.
1: Well, let's talk about Minneapolis first. Uh, My best friend when I was a kid uh, was from actually the Twin Cities or a suburb, and that used to be middle America. Nothing ever happens. Um, After Ferguson and after what just happened, Aren't we really a country divided? That's a word, that's an obvious question, Eric, but it's it's something I want to kind of just go down the road with a little bit. So let's answer that question first.
0: Deep divide. We've been a country divided, I would say, for the most part of at least the last 20 years.
1: That and how does that happen?
0: divide just because keeps getting wider and wider.
1: Okay, why has that happened? I have my own theories, but I want your opinion, and we invite our listeners to call in, don't we, Eric?
0: Yes, if you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can call us at 563-999-3693. That's 563-999-3693. I think it goes back to your analysis of
1: over ten years ago of the great divide in terms of the media. I think that has fostered
0: the racial divide in America. What do you think? Well it's more than the racial divide. There's a racial divide, there's a political divide, there's a demographic divide, there's a geographic divide. We are Okay, but focusing away. on focusing on the
1: racial divide it seems like for all the advancements that have happened it seems like it's just a powder keg al-
0: always ready to explode it it really does and you know that's something that's really unfortunate because you know what happened in minneapolis is a tragedy it should never have happened uh the police officers responsible have i believe been arrested already they're what? going to be investigated they're going to be investigated and you know hopefully they'll be prosecuted and convicted but despite all of that we're seeing looting and rioting and you know, I'm I'm sorry i understand that people are angry but looting and rioting are not protesting. You want to protest what goes on? More power to you. You want to make a big deal, You know, make sure the word gets out, make sure people know that you're upset? Absolutely. Taking it out on businesses that had nothing to do with the situation, random violence, this is not acceptable.
1: Yeah, but isn't it fueled by the media? I have seen the media response, and it's... Um... A quasi-condoning of what's going on in terms of looting.
0: There really has been. It's again, it depends on what channel you watch. Um, as you said before, you know, I said this over ten years ago. The media has just become an echo chamber. People watch the channels that say what they agree with, and they don't look at opposing viewpoints. They don't look at things rationally. They don't even get the full bother to get the full story. They just hear the parts that they want to hear. And as that, you know, these stations, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, they know what their audience wants to hear and they give it to them. So, yeah,
1: but the sometimes it's ir- watching- no,
0: sometimes Eric, it's irresponsible because MSNBC no, in particular, sometimes.
1: CNN for a lesser degree, is fueling the fire of these riots. You listen to that. You listen to what they're saying. They'll put all these experts on, quasi-professors talking about why this is justified and basically putting fuel on the fire. And that is a fact.
0: They do that all the time. And it's not just sometimes it's unacceptable. It's very dangerous. and This is all um, in terms of the media response and all that, is all a response to what happened when the FCC repealed the Fairness Doctrine. Now, for, for our listeners that don't know what the Fairness Doctrine is, because this goes back 30, possibly even 40 years, it was the move to repeal it was. It required television and radio stations and media outlets to cover both sides of a story. It was repealed because what a lot of stations were doing is rather than reporting the full story, they would not report at all. And this way they couldn't be held responsible because they didn't give any of the story, never mind not giving the whole thing. It was repealed. The idea was it was supposed to free them up to cover these stories, What ended up happening is that they just covered the parts that they were interested in, that their audiences wanted to hear, and now we've got the echo chamber. This is what made it possible for CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News to exist. Because let's face it, none of them are bipartisan. None of them tell you the full story. I would routinely flip between the channels, and laughed because it was like watching the same story in alternate universes.
1: There's no question about it. But when you have a situation like this, I think it does. I think it does point to an America that is more divided than we like to think. Yes. Your media critique is a hundred percent correct, but before you let this go, I believe it does point to a, a country more divided than we'd like to think. What do you think, Eric?
0: Oh, the country is definitely divided. And it's more than just the media, because you saw everybody was complaining about a divided America after the 2000 election, when George Bush won the electoral, but not the popular. Um, It happened again with Trump. Obama sowed the seeds of making it even worse. And the thing is, with under the Obama administration, it was actually completely predictable because he was a national version of David Dinkins. And for our listeners who are not familiar with David Dinkins, David Dinkins was the first African-American mayor of New York City. And during his tenure, the, the city split apart. It, it was— absolutely ridiculous because he bent over backwards for certain communities, refused to acknowledge others, and it was the exact same thing that Obama did on a national scale. From day one, he was all about, well, they did this and they did that, and he never accepted responsibility for any of his own scandals. In fact, to date, there are still people who claim Obama had no presidential scandals, forgetting all about the IRS scandal, the hacking of Angela Merkel's cell phone, fast and furious, I could go on.
1: Yeah, but you know, I guess 60 years after the racial struggle struggles of the 60s, to me it's disconcerting because you think we'd evolve further than this, and that's the real problem. To the media side, when you look at it, sixty years later, are you really that more? Are you, have we really progressed that much, Eric?
0: Oh no, not at all. And the thing is, people don't realize. I mean, promises were made during. The sixty, actually going all the way back to Lincoln, you know, forty acres and a mule, and these were political promises that were never kept. Well, what happens when you keep making promises to an audience and you don't deliver? Well, they get angry, and they don't trust you. Well, that anger yeah, has now, been wait, wait, wait. building. But now there were there
1: there has been progress made. But yet there's deaf there ears, because up. I think there's, there's people like Al Sharpton and others that make money on racial disharmony. I mean, not that everything's cult oh. I get all that. But there's been a major advancements,
0: but these people refuse to admit it. There have been huge advancements. We are actually light years ahead of where we were in 1960. The problem is they were, people were promised the world. And folks like Al Sharpton capitalize on the fact that, that was, it was never going to happen. These de, the demands that were made, the promises that were made were never realistic. And people say, well, you know, some people got help. I didn't get help." There are people who, you know, they're still demanding reparations for slavery. There is nobody alive in America who was a slave, and yet they're still demanding reparations. So you've got this split, because despite all of the huge issues, it comes down to one thing. It's how do you get up in the morning, and how hard are you struggling to make ends meet? to get a job, to, you know... To yeah, but there's people apartment. in the background
1: telling them, telling certain people that we all fall down, but there are people like Al Sharpton saying, when you fall down, it's not your fault, it's other people's fault. That fuels racial disharmony.
0: Yes, it does. I've, that's how he builds his career. He wouldn't be on any on any network television if there weren't racial issues. So he fuels them to boost his career. And So certain I mean, people case,
1: advance, but certain people advance at America's peril. That's what you're really saying.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. That, that has gone on since the founding of the country, and it's not going to stop. People always look at you know, the robber barons oh, they were out for themselves, they, you know, they didn't help anybody. Well, it's not just the robber barons. There's people in every walk of life that push themselves up by making sure other people are pushed down. True. Do we have a break coming up, Dr. Lappin? We do. Actually, let's take that break right now. We'll go to our commercial and be right back. Next Thursday, you will be caught in an extreme flash flood.
1: Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. Talk to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. Get started today at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. And we're
0: back. And remember, if you want to be part of the conversation, you can call in at 563-999-3693. That's 563-999-3693. Uh, Dr. Lopkin, moving on away from uh, you know the
1: tragedy in Minnesota and Minneapolis, um, interesting develops about, developments about China. Very interesting, in my
0: in my opinion. Yeah, earlier today, Trump had a press conference where he announced. Because of China's influence over the World Health Organization, we are pulling all funding from the World Health Organization and looking for other worldwide organizations that are more (laughs) effective in promoting health to give that money to. He also announced that they're going to be looking into how they can support Hong Kong with what China has been doing. And You know, China has, um, Brother Hong Kong has enjoyed a special relationship. Trump is looking at removing that special relationship unless China backs down from its violation of the treaty it has.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? They're also going to be investigating Chinese companies to make sure that when Chinese companies are listed on American Stock Exchange, they are playing by American rules and not their own set of rules. Okay. Eric, that's all fine and dandy. Um,
1: But being a little older than you, China was a third world country. We, as Lenin said, we gave them the rope. To hang us Uh, We made them who they are And it's like golly gee Now they're uh, a first rate Power (laughs) Yeah we gave them the technology This is nonsense And it's Corporate greed Was basically Corporate greed And governmental Incompetency
0: fueled This fire it was self Induced Yes, it was, and Trump actually said point blank that this was the fault of previous administrations and previous presidents because nobody held China responsible for their actions. Yeah, the the but how is naive? That, how naive is it to
1: think, Dolly, G, they're going to be our buddies, and then even into like the nineties. Letting in, then him into the uh, world, uh, the, the you know the you know the the world uh, development uh, organization, world tr- world trade and all organization. These other things. Yeah, thinking that was going to solve things. I mean, it's the well, that was it's it's that the, was apex the problem. of of naivety. Yeah, that, I mean,
0: how how naive uh, can you be? Well, on the one hand bringing them into the World Trade Organization. They were expected to follow the rules of the trade organization. There really wasn't a reason to think they wouldn't because it had never happened before. No country had ever joined the World Trade Organization and then just said, well, I'm not going to follow any of the rules. Now. Okay. And there was, they, was a lot of they pressure be- to have it. I get that. Right, and they've been yes. but they've been flouting those rules now since they joined, and that's one of the things Trump talked about is that they need to be held responsible, and it's time we did it.
1: Okay, but you look at Biden. Previ- Biden was basically, oh yeah, they're they're not an enemy. I mean, it's, it's so naive. Obama, Biden, even George W. God these are the people that we elect to protect us and to promote our best interest. Obviously they're not.
0: Well, the basic problem that the administrations have faced is that the U S government has become reliant on debt spending. And who buys the bonds when we sell it? China. So of course, they don't want to aggravate China because they wanna make sure they can that the administrations and the government as a whole can go more and more into debt and pay off all of their pet projects. And this is not so you're, so you're, party. Having,
1: someone assume, so you're having someone assume your debt that's your enemy. I mean exactly. are you really a superpower is the point. Eric, are we really a superpower? You are being funded by your enemy. Eventually you get to a point, if I own your mortgage and you tell me, hey, Jeff, I don't like the way you did the last podcast, eventually you get to a point you have no leverage. Am I correct or not?
0: That's true. Uh, And I think one of the things that Trump has done is that he has said, look, you know what? We're still the United States of America. And doing business here means more than doing business anywhere else in the world. And that's why before the pandemic, before of all, of, all of this went on, he started pushing businesses to move their supply chains out of China. And businesses started to do it. They're, they can't just flip a switch and leave but they have started moving factories out of China. They have moved supply chains out of China. Many of them have stopped doing business with Chinese companies. The fact of the matter is the Chinese economy is, is pumped up by the communist party. They make it look like a capitalist economy because you've got companies and you've got their own stock exchange, but it's, Propped up by the government. And when Americans start pulling out and saying, no, we're not going to play by those rules anymore, the House of Cards starts to crumble.
1: Okay, how much does China every night pray that Biden gets in?
0: Actually, I don't know. I don't know that they are praying for Biden to oh, get God. in, I, I, because, God, because God. the De- the Democrat the Democrats have actually put forward proposals that are even more severe than Trump's. Now I don't know that they're going to do anything about it. It's very easy. No, to they know together- that
1: the Democrats are paper tigers. Um, Biden in this heyday, and this heyday's way over, was a willing dupe of globalists they could not wait, they cannot wait another minute for Biden to get in not another minute, they fear they they fear Trump because he actually knows what's going on, that is a fact Biden has no clue, the Democrats can talk about all this crazy nonsense, they will do nothing because they're beholden to wall which is a weird quirk because they're supposed to be the party of the people. They are the party of wall street. It used to be the other way around. That is no
0: longer the case. Well, but here's the thing. I don't think China actually prays for anybody to get in. I think China knows what certain other people have been saying for the past few weeks. And I want to move on to them. I think China knows Trump is winning a second a second term. I don't think okay. they have any. I don't think they have any idea that it's going to be a, you know, a Democratic president in 2020. I think they're Let's pretty sure that, Trump will be elected.
1: That to me is amazing, Eric. That there's many experts that have never made him. have always been right. <laughs> they say Trump is going to win like ninety percent.
0: Talk to us about it. Well, that, that you're re- you're referring to Helmut Norpoff. Now Helmut Norpoff others, is yeah. a but but he's a he's a political science professor at the University of Stony Brook, and what he does is he analyzes primaries in order to ch- to determine who's going to win the general election, and in 2016. He analyzed the the Democratic and Republican primaries, and he said Donald Trump was going to win in in 2016. And, of course, nobody believed him. Everybody said, oh, all of the polls say no, but he stuck to it. He said Trump was going to win. Well, he just did an analysis of the primaries that have taken place in 2020, and he says— there is a, based on these primaries, there is a 91% chance of Trump winning a second term. And okay. a big so, part of
1: that. So let's refer, foot back to 2016. What happened to the media, number one? Uh, we talked about that a little bit off air. Do they lose
0: a little bit of the, I mean, how do they regroup? Well, I mean, they still haven't regrouped. They were shown that their polls were faulty, um, did not change methodology at all. I've spoken to a couple of polling organizations, and they all tell me, yes, they're still using the same methodology that they used in 2016 and don't plan to change it. They're dead set on you know, sticking their heads in the sand and saying, no, no. We reported what was going to happen, and you know, it was a fluke. Well, guess what? It okay, wasn't yeah, but the fluke. whole fluke thing fueled
1: four years of good ratings, meaning he was an illegitimate president. It was a Russia hoax. There are so many good stories. Those are gone. If he wins a second term, they're gone. How do you adjust? It's just a fact.
0: There is no Russia collusion. Well, All that is gone, Eric. But remember, we don't know that it's, it's gone, because, remember, everything was going to hinge on the Mueller investigation. And the Mueller investigation cleared him, and they went, well, but it, there's more to it. And then they went after the impeachment, and it was all about the impeachment, and they failed to impeach him. And they, they're still in court trying to get more evidence against him. Every time he beats these these accusations, they just manufacture more.
1: I, I still say, I'm sorry to say that, I think it loses a little bit of its momentum when you went from basically something was the perfect situation, Russia hoax and all this stuff, and then a second term. It's kind of like well, the kind of the people kinda voted
0: for him. I mean it it does yep. lose some steam, it loses a lot of steam, and the Democrats, quite frankly, have nobody to blame but themselves because they spent the last four years whining and trying to prove something other than the people's votes were responsible for them losing, instead of actually hunkering down, doing the work, and showing the country, look, we are leaders, and we can get things done. They could have done that, and they could have walked away in a landslide, but they failed to do that. And one of the people who is talking about that now... But they nominated the the absolute worst candidate. Well... I don't know if he's the worst. I mean, quite frankly, I think Amy Bernie Kulichar Sanders is even worse, but she could have, but they weren't going to back her. And now they're pushing forward on, they're trying to push forward on the economy, trying to keep the country locked down so that the economy doesn't recover. And Jason Furman, who was the chair of the Council of Economic Advisors under President Obama is going around saying that in the, in the months prior to the next election, he's talking about September, October, and November, you are going to see record growth. Now, the economy is still going to be slow but when you're talking about going from twenty to twenty five percent employment down to ten to twelve percent, that's growth like that has historically never been seen. And that he's saying that that growth is going to propel Trump into another term. And this is a
1: Democrat. I, would say all Trump things being considered, I think all things being considered, I find it hard to believe, especially with the debate and the Incompetency of Biden, I seem I, I just don't see how Trump loses. Uh, how he loses?
0: No, you know, I stand by. I still say he's got a sixty percent shot at winning, because if he goes off script, if he continues Twitter battles, he is his own worst enemy. He can himself.
1: But Agreed. quite frankly, again, he-
0: it's you know unless he beats himself. The Democrats aren't going to beat them.
1: Do you think um, the Republicans hold the uh, Congress and the Senate?
0: I think they'll definitely hold the Senate. I don't know if they'll take back the House. There's a strong possibility, but it's still an uphill battle because both House seats are very local, and they've all been gerrymandered to death at this point. So we're cute. hitting the and, end of, we're hitting the end of our time awesome so yeah you've been listening to carnivore radio you can catch the replay at slash podcasts you can also find it as well as the carnivore bites podcast on iHeartRadio, spotify <laughs> apple podcasts google play and wherever you find podcast and remember we're here every friday live at blogtalkradio.com slash carnivore radio be part of the conversation we'll see you next week thank you eric